Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You can find us always at K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. If you're watching us on YouTube today, you can see that we are at the uh, River uh, Studio, our beautiful background that pops in the background <laughs> I love this background it's so it's so modern and and uh, makes me feel important <laughs> JC's just mocking me at the moment what a great show we had for you yesterday and you guys man the comments that we got from yesterday's show JC on social media were just uh, people were were really excited so oh, really? yeah yeah I'm really excited about that as well and so we have an even we have a great show for you today, as well. Um, I, I don't know, JC. Is our government becoming more and more Stalinesque by the day? I I wonder um, how how rapidly the decline of respect in personal rights uh, and and the I, I don't know. I, I just see I see the communist. Uh, playbook happening over and blatantly in our faces with everything uh, that is happening in America today. And uh, oh, I saw I saw this tweet. Uh, somebody said, uh, "When gun confiscation laws finally take root, then and only then will America be a socialist country." Hmm. I was thinking. Uh, you missed that boat a while ago. <laughs> America began its socialist transformation uh, long before the gun confiscation began. And the gun confiscation began already. It's not something that is beginning. It began. Let me just put it to you this way. The moment you had to get a permit to purchase a firearm, the gun confiscation began. And so it's like I've been saying for years, JC, when we, we have this somehow in the mentality of Americans, we have this sort of uh, timeline of progression of ideas, maybe because we have this, this love of guns in America. We have this timeline of progressions that as long as I have a gun in my hand, I am free. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to comprehend I, I, that. That somehow seems like the only right that matters to people. I just right. I don't understand. It's mind-boggling, and and it serves as a 
is, it seems to serve as a good trap. If you are familiar with Sov- the history of the Soviet Union, the gun confiscation was almost the last on the, the list. It was the last thing on the list. Way down the progression side. The it's first thing they did was take the land from the farmers. They, yeah, they so took I, the land. I think it's, it goes back to the same thing that we deal with, a lack of knowledge of history. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how people come up with these things. But they're wrong. Just it's just good the will only way be you can evil and evil will be good. I showed you this art article out of Reuters. Uh, defiant sheriffs push gun sanctuaries, imitating liberals on immigration. Now, those of you who have been listening to the Chris Ann Hall show, you are rolling your eyes and shaking your head because you know I told you that when these these sanctuary cities, as the gun, uh, th- those who are protecting your right to keep and bear arms started calling them gun, gun sanctuary. sanctuary cities. I told you that that was going to be then applied as a copycat of the liberal sanctuary cities yep. when they are not even the same. And so what happens is... You have the liberals attacking the sheriffs. You know, this is an attack. This is a hit piece, okay? So they're trying to mock them by saying, oh, well, you didn't, you wouldn't support the liberals in their sanctuary cities, but now it's all well and good when it has to do with guns. Right. So now we're stuck in a situation where the ignorant are being led by the ignorant, and we have now once again... We have ammo for both sides, right? Because now we have ammo for the liberals because, oh, you're just copycatting on us or whatever you want to do. You're a bunch of hypocrites. But, you know, we also have ammo for the federal supremacists who who say, well, uh, for California to nullify the uniform rule of naturalization is just as unlawful for the sheriffs to nullify gun control laws. By putting them all in the same basket, rather than making the clear legal distinction between the two, now the ignorant leading the ignorant on both sides, whether they be liberal or the streamlined conservative, will now be able to attack these sheriffs, uh, even though they are actually doing the right thing. And so that distinction is? The distinction is Congress was delegated the authority in the Constitution to make a uniform rule of naturalization. The states and the cities that call themselves sanctuary cities who are denying and refusing to enforce the constitutionally created laws are violating the terms of the Constitution, violating the terms of the contract between the states. So they're Uh, Their exercise of nullification is what James Madison referred to in the later years as an unlawful exercise of nullification. Because they're not, in fact, nullification, they're rejection of of the Constitution. Constitution. They're rejecting the Constitution and they're rejecting laws, as Article 6, Clause 2 says, made in pursuance to the Constitution. Whereas the sheriffs in the gun sanctuaries are actually protecting a right that is enumerated in the Constitution or... or, or that is recognized by this. Recognized. Thank you. Right. I was looking for the word there. Recognized by the Constitution, but not only recognized by the U.S. Constitution, but were recognized by the state constitutions as well. Right. It's and interesting. So I saw a popular... There's a popular media figure tweeted uh, in support of, of the sheriffs resisting in New Mexico. 
And and it was shocking. The tweet didn't say, you're a bunch of neo-confederates. It, it actually supported. He actually supported. <laughs> or this person actually was supporting it. So it was kind of. Really? It was kind of bizarre. Wow. But, but it's not. But that's not unusual if you if you because talk you, about because the consistency. The yeah, but the sheriffs thing. are not opposing the federal government. No, but maybe it's, that's it's, the well, distinction no, that makes him a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, but I mean, it's nullification. Same principle. And if mm-hmm. you engage in nullification, you're a neo-confederate. But in this case, you you want you want the Civil War. You yeah, want so to return slavery. The Civil so War ended just, that argument. So it was just interesting. It was yeah. one of those consistency thing things again that you don't get from some of these guys who who lift themselves up as you know the god of constitutionalism or whatever. Did you did you notice in that Reuters article, JC? It says now local conservatives are rebelling against majority Democratic rule in their states. Yeah, I mean, we, we, seriously, I can't get. You have five, five major problems yeah. in that one sentence, right? Local conservatives rebelling against majority Democratic. Rule. Well, good. good. They should be because that's not how our republic is supposed <laughs> to operate. Well, we're not supposed to be ruled yeah, I, by a political party. Yeah, we're not supposed to be ruled, period. We're not supposed to be ruled by and political party. dictate we're, by majority. Right, exactly. Either. Exactly. So seriously, people. I, I, I. So that is something to rebel against. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, absolutely. That's what our, our founders rebelled against. Rule. <laughs> Rule. Right. Because even within their constitution, <laughs> which they referred to, uh, they had representation. Yes. Right? They're supposed to have representation. They had the Remember, right to representation. Taxation without representation. So even then, that's the crazy thing. Even with a king, their principle was not pure rule. Even with a king, they had rights. So now we, that's, I've said this before, we've, because <laughs> people say, you know, our founders would roll over in their graves, and this is not what they, not what they intended. No, we're actually, we've actually not gone back to 1776. We've gone further. We've right? gone we're to 1750- worse <laughs> 1745. than 1776. Actually, well, before that, long before that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, the, repre- the representation was in 1215. In 1215. <laughs> so representation was already part of the process, and here. We make moves in so many areas to shift to rule. Right. It's like the whole, it's the law of the land or the Supreme Court said so. And so you just, you're supposed to bow and you're supposed to do it. And, you know, just like the thing, you know, if you're nullifying laws, you're a neo-confederate. You See, have to obey the law. That's you the same you thing. said That's this, rule. JC. I'm still playing this over my head. I'm trying to reconcile the conflict. He actually supported the sheriffs? This person? Yes. I didn't say it was a he necessarily. Oh, yeah. but well, this person, whatever. He in the, in the non-gender place, this media personality. He actually supported the sheriffs? Uh, well, the actual tweet was, uh, it's good. he actually made the same, he drew the same comparison, right? This <laughs> constitutional expert actually did the same thing that this article. Watch me on, that the on YouTube do a face palm. The leftists are writing this article because he said, it's good for the blue states, it's good for the red states. So he's, oh, he's saying goodness. basically the same thing that they did for sanctuary cities is what the sheriffs are doing. Oh, so, you know, goodness. constitutional expert. Uh, anyway, yeah. So anyway, that's, that that was the thing. So I I don't know. People have their their heroes they go to. They're so smart, but 
they don't they don't see these inconsistencies that make no sense. This is another story that I I found, JC. Um, do you remember? Does the name Will Willamette? Yep. Ring a bell to you, Willamette. So Willamette is the town where the university, Willamette U- University, is where the law professor attacked me for ignoring 250 years of jurisprudence or 150 years of jurisprudence yep. when uh, pointing out that the federal government doesn't have the authority to own national parks. Mm. Well, now... The liberals in Willamette have their their panties in a wad. And uh, when we come back after the break, I'm going to explain to you why they're all in an uproar. I think they, they're afraid they're going to lose their, their um, gravy train. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You know, you can find us at chrisannhall.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you see the website down there on the ticker at the bottom. You can also get us at libertyfirstuniversity.com. And uh, so Willamette is where the law professor attacked me for ignoring 150 years of jurisprudence when explaining that the founders and those who ratified the Constitution actually explained that we're not allowed, that the federal government's not allowed to own parks and lands or specific land ownership. But now the liberals in Willamette got their panties in a wad because Oregon's Grand Canyon was going to be a national monument but the Bundys killed it. Good. Congratulations. Exactly. Way to go, Bundys. I know. Seriously. The article says the the Oihi was on the short list a year ago. I'm not sure if that's how you spell that, but that's the way it looks like. Um, uh, conser- conservation director of Oregon Wild said there was no good credible argument as to why it wouldn't happen. Now people familiar with the process say the proposed uh, Canyonlands National Monument is all but dead, a victim of the Malhar occupation, which changed which changed the political climate. S- this is this is my favorite part of the whole article, JC. Spooking the federal bureaucrats and Oregon's congressional delegation. We need an applause button. Right I know. Yeah. Good job. That's that was the point. That was the point. Doug Moore, executive director of the Oregon League of Conservation Voters, says it definitely had an impact. How could it not? It's in the same region where you had a, oh, I love this part, a hostile takeover of federal lands. So Malhire was a hostile takeover of federal lands. But the Bureau of Land Management showing up dressed like they're marching through the streets of Baghdad to collect Grazing fees is not a hostile takeover. How does that even how does that even even connect in the minds of these people? We can send the federal government in looking like troops, like like US military troops to collect an unconstitutionally established grazing fee, but you get a bunch of farmers and ranchers who hole up in a bird refuge and and now that's a hostile takeover. 
I love how it says, timber companies, ranchers, and other private property owners are closing off access to their lands. Uh, <laughs> hence the term private property, private moron. Property. Hence their land. <laughs> so, and, and notice as they speak about this. But it's this, all about open borders, right? Yeah, but as they speak about this, they keep, they they use the term, they always use the term protecting, the, the federal government protecting the lands, come in to protect the lands. They never use the term confiscate right. the lands. Hostile takeover of their lands. private owners. Yes. A, as is indicated by these private property owners closing off access. What access? If it's private property, what access do you have? Why should you have access if it's private property? So I wonder if the person saying this has a gate. Or a front door. A front door window Mr. that he locks. Mr. Bob Reese, executive director of Northwest Steelheaders. Uh, does he have a front door? Has he closed off access to his private property by having a front door on his house? That is outrageous that you would do something like that. He should let the federal government come, come in, in and protect it. Protect his house. Protect it. The federal government needs to come and protect your backyard. A.K.A. Confiscated. Confiscated. So, uh, I I read this this crazy liberal argument as a victory. Yay! Yeah, yeah absolutely. I Yay! Think so. so the Federal Department of Interior, uh, the agency coordinating the monument process, didn't respond to Reuters' request for comment. But those involved, Reuters says, in the monument process, say the feds lost their nerve for further conflict in Oregon. See, here's the thing, JC. All the time. All the time, people, we, we are always teaching nullification. We're always teaching proper nullification. Let's put it that way. We're always teaching people that the power to resist at home is greater. And, you know, the, we get the arguments all the time. Well, then the, the feds will bring in the troops and, and they'll, you know, they'll take what you get and, and nobody will support you and nothing will change. Hello, right there. The pro those involved in the monument process say the feds lost their nerve for further conflict in Oregon. There's more proof. So we've got um, Sheriff Brad Rogers in Elkhart, Indiana as proof. We've got now proof that the federal government's not going to come in and take more land in Oregon. We, I mean, seriously, this is how you stem the tide. And Jefferson was right. Madison was right. You have a duty to say no. But by goodness gracious, you gotta say it. As arrogant men tear up our constitution, and from every direction we cry around. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host. Before we move away from, from the Willamette, Oregon victory, is there anything that you wanted to add to this story? No, I was, well, they were talking about the the uh, congressional delegation, the Oregon congressional delegation, despite being despite comprising six Democrats and just one Republican, has accepted the result of the Bundys that the Bundys thrust upon them. So that's, I mean, that's kind of cool. Six to one. Yeah, so they were outnumbered seriously. six to one. And they won. Yeah. And uh, you know and why they won? 
it, the, the, here's the thing. The Department of Justice hasn't figured out they've lost in this because they're still trying to try the same people over and over yeah. again. They know they've won because, number one, first and foremost, the federal prosecutors colluding with the Bureau of Land Management had to lie, had to uh, hide exculpatory evidence. They had to fabricate evidence. They had to lie, cheat, steal, and extort to actually bring charges when they were called out and discovered uh, the judge who was actually on the federal government's side had to throw out the charges. They have not The charges that were not thrown out were found not guilty at trial. So apparently everybody but the Department of Justice has realized that they've lost in this case. Right. Well, the other inter- interesting thing was Senator Wyden saying it's the executive branch that creates monuments. And I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of scanning Article two of the Constitution. Article and I've two. Yet to locate that. Yeah. Yeah. So we are te- I'm teaching uh, we're teaching this week at the River Bible Institute and the River School of Government. And I actually had a class today on the on uh, the constitutional authority of the president and if you ask the question can the president do dot 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 right whatever it is then the answer to that question has to be found in article, article two. 2 so it rhymes if the if you ask the question can the president do the answer is in article 2 and if you can't find create national monuments in article 2 then we must know it is not an authority of the executive branch well, the funny thing is it's so small i mean it doesn't take a lot so there's only four sections to article 2 section 1 is pretty much kind of the qualifications and how he's elected mm-hmm. right yep uh so, I mean, uh, and it looks like, what, Section 2 is pretty much about uh, commanding the troops mm-hmm. right. for the most part? Right. right. And to make treaties. The Foreign Affairs section is Section 2. Yeah. Section 3 is the State of the Union. State of the Union. And then Section 4 is the um, how, how he's uh, removed from an office. So... So <laughs> the way I try to explain, the only I mean, there's very yeah. Little, so man. if you look at the how do they come up with that? I Pre- don't know. The president makes monuments. Section one what? is actually the authority that the Congress has over the president. You don't yeah. actually get into Congress and uh, into executive powers. He can make monuments because Congress passed a law saying he can make <laughs> monuments. What are you, some neo Confederate? <laughs> That's why it's constitutional, cause Congress gave him this extra power. You, you phony constitutionalist. <laughs> you phony conservative. Oh, man, I'm going to love you today. Don't you know Congress can can give the president new powers, you phony constitutionalist? <laughs> maybe that's the reasoning. I don't know. Yeah, But I can't find it in the it's, actual Constitution. It's not. And I know. I mean, is that is that what phony constitutionalist means? You actually look to the Constitution? Mm-hmm. Rather than Congress's laws yeah. for what the Constitution says. Like, if I wanted to know what the Constitution says and what it meant, right, I would look to the Constitution mm-hmm. and then look to those who wrote it. Right. And those Going who ratified it. Going to the it. laws of Congress doesn't really sound like a logical place to look for what does the Constitution say. Mm-hmm. So if Article 2 says, here is the power of the president, then I don't look to some law made in 1976 to, to tell me 
this is this is what the Constitution. This is the powers that the Constitution gives to the president. I mean, I'm just saying, maybe that's kind of the thinking when, so, when the guys when Wyden is saying. Uh, the executive makes monuments, but it's not in here. You're going to love this, JC, because I wasn't going to talk about this today, but I, I, you're going to love this because it fits right in with what you said. So I have this guy I'm who... I'm sorry my voice kind of like my throat sort of got <laughs> stuck in. Stop. You're wasting our pitchy time. Pitchy when I said that. So there's this guy on happened. Twitter that whose name is Live Free or Die, uh-huh. right? So I love these these little twists of of reality of of logic but he's his name is live free or die on twitter and we're talking about you know um the national emergency act of 1976 allows the president to you know gives the president the power to declare national emergencies and and the argument was no it doesn't because he doesn't have the power to create power for the president. The Congress doesn't have that. His response is Congress has never voted once since the NEA, the National uh, Emergency Act, has been been in effect to terminate a state of emergency. Most scholars of NEA say there is next to nothing that Congress can do to stop a president from exercising what lawmakers of all stripes agree is the right, his right to declare a national emergency. Yeah, were the were, so the Congress the, has never stopped the president from exercising a power they unconstitutionally gave him. So, uh, here's my question: Are the people that drafted, uh, like the guys that actually wrote the Constitution, mm-hmm. would would they not be considered uh, scholars of yeah. the Constitution? I mean, they're just the writers. They're just the guys that created it. They're not actually <laughs> scholars of it. So, no. so are we to? Are we to glean from that that the people who wrote it had no idea what it meant, but it takes scholars later to determine what those who wrote it didn't know Mm -hmm. so that we'd be able to know? I responded. Is that how scholarship works? I responded, of course, lawmakers are going to claim there's no way to stop a law. It's their bread and butter, but it's a lie. Only a tyrant believes a law is good just because it's ratified. The authority must remain to deny unconstitutional laws on every level if people are be free. He responds, when our scholars, lawmakers of the Brennan Center seem to disagree with you, and you know just how tyrants love them, right? So he thinks this libertarian think tank because they agree with whatever the expansion yeah. of power that they're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> I just simply responded, some people are useful will- willfully, others are useful out of ignorance. But that's just I mean it's just simply simply ridiculous. The idea that if you you attack a type of of anybody's favorite personality or favorite pet action, you you have to be you have to be simply attacked and I just that's the that's an, he used the association fallacy. Association of logic fallacy, right? right there because right. this center believes this, mm-hmm. and these people hate this center, mm-hmm. and those people are bad. So therefore, what the center says must be true. Yeah, that's called the association. Oh, it's also fallacy. isn't it? It's also one of those different. What is it? The it's difference guilt. to authority because yeah, they're a, saying it's, it's these under are the, the argument scholars. to authority. Yeah, right? argument to authority. So it could be like a, an offshoot of that. But association fallacy, which could be, uh, we all use in common language the term guilt by association. Right, but right, right. But the, the 
flip side of that is veracity by association. It's honor. It's called honor by association. Honor by so association. So that's the that's yeah. the version that we have going on there. They're mm-hmm. they're right. Well, yeah. So honor by association, kind of like uh, you'll you'll be known by your enemies. Uh huh. So it's taking that you know putting that into gotcha the the logic and saying that Speaking. because this guy hates you it's like like a hitler thing mm-hmm. you know so if hitler because hitler's a bad guy right if he said 2 plus 2 is 4 then it possibly can't be exactly, 4 exactly cuz hitler's right. an evil guy cuz even hitler's an evil guy speaking of enemies uh matt gates is is uh sparked the ire of the florida bar association uh, so if you're not aware, Matt Gates is a federal representative from the state of Florida. He used to be a House rep on the state level here in Florida. And Matt Gates is being accused of threatening Michael Cohen because he sent yeah. out the tweet. Th- threatening and, threatening. and witness tampering is the witness other accusation. Witness and tampering. Uh, Hey, Michael Cohen, do your wife and father-in-law, this is this is uh, Gates's tweet, Hey, Michael Cohen, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Maybe tonight would be a good time for a chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison. She's about to learn a lot. So because you just said that on this podcast, are you are you guilty of witness tampering? I don't know. I guess maybe. So how is the accusation, right? Why, why would, in their reasoning, Matt Gates be guilty of it, but you would not be? I can't answer that question because I don't okay, think I'm Matt Gates is guilty of it to begin with. I I'm mean, just, he's made same, no threat. It's threats. kind of the same conversation we had the other day when you see it in the newspapers, right? They said Roger Stone couldn't say this, that, and the other. But newspapers can say it. Journalists can say it. Mm-hmm. The talking heads can say it. So yeah. I'm still trying to get at this. Where, oh, come on, where you've is got the standard? People like Maxine Waters calling for pre- uh, people in government, the president of the United States, to be executed. Right. So then so why wouldn't that be witness tampering? All I mean, I mean it's a threat see, of a public official. Yeah, so it's a threat. Uh-huh. And if now, you know, they're having to have impeachment or they're going to charge the mm-hmm. president or accuse him of whatever. And then if you have people, you know, have to make that determination. Well, Maxine Waters has transmitted to something to make people hate him. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of same. So you mock or joke or criticize or whatever. So anyway, but see, the this is not is even a threat. This, no, it's this not is a, a statement of fact. But this is becoming a trend now yes. where that anything someone in the public eye says uh, in the public, mm-hmm. then now they're being targeted and intimidated and trying to trying to be silenced by the government by this label of witness tampering, uh, threatening or what have you. So Gates responds to every, you know apparently so this is a first the first amendment assault in yes, my opinion. Yes. Absolutely. And so uh Gates after his tweet went viral he tweeted out while it's important to create context around the testimony of liars like Michael Cohen it was not my intent to threaten as some believe I did. I'm deleting the tweet and I should have chosen words that better showed my intent. I am sorry. So I love how this who runs the, who was running this article? I forgot to pull the the source. Did I say the source here? I I saw it in the New York Post. Yeah, that's what it is. It's New York Post. Every time every time they end a <laughs> I love this. Every time they end a quote from Matt Gates, they end it with the phrase the staunch Trump supporter 
added. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? What a pathetic fish wrap that this, I, I don't know, you can't call them newspapers. This drama uh, media is pumping out. Well, it's supposed to I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things I find. The Chris Van Hall Show. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, our last segment today with you. JC and I will be um, signing off here in just a few minutes, but you can always catch us Monday through Thursday at chrisannhall.com. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Music Play. Do not go to Spotify. Spotify has locked up on us. They're not giving us any more space. Don't go to Spotify, but you can go to TuneIn, iTunes, Google Music Play. Go to Jesus Pod. Get your get your worship on and then get your education on. So we're talking about Matt Gates being accused of threatening Cohen for pointing out that it might be a good time for him to tell his wife and his father-in-law about his girlfriends. Yep. So I think the the tagline after Matt Gates' name that you're pointing out maybe the, the opposite. The staunch of, Trump supporter added. Yeah, I I think it's the opposite of what you what you you're saying because the New York Post is supposed to be a right-leaning paper. So uh, I don't know that's a criticism. I think they may be signaling to their readers <laughs> you should like this guy. <laughs> Okay. Because, I, cause, I mean, the real point is, what does that have to do with anything? But Gates that actually says the point that you're making, JC. He says, it is challenging the veracity and character of a witness. We do it every day. We typically do it I- during people's testimony. This is what it looks like to compete in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to. My goodness. We want to get crazy about gun confiscation. We have word confiscation happening right no, now in a, front of us. I'm telling you, there's a significant trend, it seems, of this attempt to silence people from participating in, in, in these discussions. And the Florida Bar issues a statement. If rules have been violated, the Florida Bar will vigorously pursue appropriate discipline by the Florida Supreme Court. The Florida Bar takes its responsibility of regulating lawyer conduct very seriously. What a joke. What a bunch of hacks. I know, right? That is ridiculous. Take it seriously. Give me a break. Come on I'll now. I'll give you a list as long as my arm of instances you don't take seriously. Uh, Good grief. He's totally this right. I mean, we live in a small rural community full of lawyers, and I can I can give you a list of people who have made ethics violations, and nothing's ever happened. I can name you people, name you attorneys that make ethics violations oh. at least once a month. What about Hillary Clinton's bar status? Well, she may not be barred in Florida, but. It doesn't matter. It's a bar association. These guys are hacks. Yeah. Absolute hacks. Yeah, so. <sighs> There's where you are. Why would the Florida Bar Association be talking about what Matt Gates tweeted? Because they're hacks. Because they're they're climbing in bed with this control the message agenda, 
right? Let's control the well, message agenda, and we're going to we're going to scorn, we're going to publicly humiliate. This is exactly, by the way, this is exactly what happened to James Otis Jr. when he started exposing what was going on in the their government. He was attacked by the people in his legal profession, their version of the local bar, threatening him if that he didn't shut up, trying to expose the corruption in government that he would never practice law anywhere in the entire kingdom. And now you've got the Florida bar telling Matt Gates, if you don't shut up, you're not going to practice law anywhere in the kingdom. It's also the same big government loyalist that that faced James Otis as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know as well as I do this, these folks in the Florida bar, they're a bunch of Trump-hating liberal Democrat puppets. I mean, it's all, it's all these a bunch of liberal Democrat hacks that so make up here's this the thing, thing in the first place. So you let's talk to you. You've yeah. spoken to to the assembly of of all of these bunch of nitwits. They're so here's the thing. I want to I want to just I want to I I wonder I hope Matt Gates is listening to this because I want somebody to actually think about this question. The Florida bar is not a government entity. It right. is not even a creation of the Florida government. It is a private corporation. Why should a private corporation be able to dictate whether Matt Gates or I or anyone in the state of Florida is allowed to practice law? Yep. Seriously, we are ruled the, by private corporations. Yeah, and they pull the strings of the Florida Supreme Court, and it's the same yep. in, in pretty much every state. In our nation. Well, because when you can when you can run the you run the justices like the great big puppet maker, then you're the one that's actually in charge because everybody bows down to the courts like they're the kings and queens. But you're the one that actually has your hand shoved up the back. Your name is the bar association, and you're a private corporation that should have no say over whether someone can actually perform a job or not. God save the queen. I hope you're listening, Matt. We're behind you, man. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.